Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, February 4th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse. Truly, Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, Doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give, pick on the Navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Mishpatim, and it means ordinances. Exodus 21, 1-19 These are the rules that you shall set before them. When you acquire a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years. In the seventh year he shall go free without payment. If he came single, he shall leave single. If he had a wife, his wife shall leave with him. If his master gave him a wife and she has borne him children, the wife and her children shall belong to the master, and he shall leave alone. But if the slave declares, I love my master and my wife and children, I do not wish to go free. His master shall take him before Hashem. He shall be brought to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall then remain his slave for life. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not be freed as male slaves are. If she proves to be displeasing to her master, who designated her for himself, he must let her be redeemed. He shall not have the right to sell her to outsiders, since he broke faith with her. And if he designated her for his son, he shall deal with her, as is the practice with free maidens. If he marries another, he must not withhold from this one her food, her clothing, or her original conjugal rights. 
If he fails her in these three ways, she shall go free without payment. He who fatally strikes a man shall be put to death. If he did not do it by design, but it came about by an act of Hashem, I will assign you a place to which he can flee. When a man schemes against another and kills him treacherously, you shall take him from my very altar to be put to death. He who strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. He who kidnaps a man, whether he has sold him or is still holding him, shall be put to death. He who insults his father or his mother shall be put to death. When men quarrel, and one strikes the other with a stone or a fist, and he does not die, but has to take to his bed, if he then gets up and walks outdoors upon his staff, the assailant shall go unpunished, except that he must pay for his idleness and his cure. Matthew 23.13-39 But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer you them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, you blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. You fools and blind guides, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever swears by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. You fools and blind guides, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar swears by it and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple swears by it and by him that dwells therein. And he that shall swear by heaven swears by the throne of God, and by him that sits thereon. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you have to have done, and not to leave the other undone. You blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. You blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is inside the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you are like to white sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanliness. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witnesses to yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill you up then the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Therefore, behold, I send to you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zacharias, son of Berechias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you that kill the prophets and stone them which are sent to you, how often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall not see me henceforth till you say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 28, 1-9 Unto you will I cry, O Lord my rock, be not silent to me, lest, if you be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save your people, and bless your inheritance. Feed them also, and lift them up forever. Proverbs 7, 1-5 My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them upon your fingers, write them upon the table of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your kinswoman, that they may keep you from the strange woman, from the stranger which flatters with her words. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Matthew chapter 23. And in this section that we read today, Yeshua had some pretty harsh words that he spoke to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, 
the religious leaders of the day. And sometimes what can happen is a certain group of believers will focus in on those harsh words. And folks like Martin Luther even, they, you know, focus in on these words that were spoken to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they use it as kindling to stir up the flames of Jew hatred and of anti-Semitism. And in the last years of Martin Luther's life, he ended up, he did a lot of good, and he got the Bible into the hands of the people and led the Reformation. But he had tremendous anti-Semitism and Jew hatred, and he wrote a whole book called On the Jews and Their Lies. And so, yes, these are strong and harsh words, and yet can you not hear Yeshua's rebuking them, but he also still loves them. And it's in this verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you, you that have killed the prophets and stoned them which are sent to you, how often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. Can you not hear the passion, the plea, the sorrow, the grief there in those words? And so, not all the Jews were Sadducees and Pharisees. The disciples were all Jewish, and they followed Yeshua, and they loved him. And many of his following followers, the early disciples, the early church, after he was crucified, who they were Jewish. They lived in Jerusalem, and they were being persecuted, and they were hiding from home to home to home. So there was an element of the Jews in the leadership and the religious structure of the day that resisted and pushed back and that hated him and resisted him. But there was a much larger element of Jews who loved Yeshua very much and followed him with all of their heart. And even from the cross, Yeshua said these words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So even from the cross, I believe Yeshua was saying those words to the ones who condemned him to die, this horrible death. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the high priest of his day, they were the ones that were calling for his death because they believed he was committing blasphemy by calling himself God. Well, what they didn't see and realize is he he is God. (laughs) So there's another parable that... I want to unpack that really goes along with the verse that I read about uh, the mother hen and the chicks. And what was Yeshua's heart towards the Jewish people? So in Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31, we see a passage here where Yeshua is going to judge the nations. So this is the nations that are being judged, not individuals, but the nations. And it says, Starting in verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, 
you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it for one of the least of these my brethren, you did it for me. So I used to think about this parable, well, anytime you do a good deed and you help out a homeless person or give them, you know, some uh, a meal or go visit a prisoner or you do a kind deed for the, the poor, the needy and the oppressed, it's as though you're doing it to Yeshua. And there is that certain level of of interpretation where where the, this is true. But another whole layer of interpretation I'm going to open up to you, and that is Yeshua said, whenever you did it for the least of these, my brethren. Now, who are Yeshua's brethren? The Jews. Yeshua was Jewish. And so whenever you do it for the least of these, my brethren, the Jews, you did it for me. And so the basis upon which God is going to judge the nations is going to be how did those nations treat the Jews? And let's make it real relevant as to what's going on right now in the world. We just had an action where South Africa dragged Israel into international court, accusing them of ridiculous charges that Israel is committing genocide, when in fact it's quite the opposite that the Palestinians and Hamas were attempting genocide on October the 7th. And when all these Palestinians quote from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, what they're saying is this, from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, they want to cleanse, ethnically cleanse and kill all Jews, wipe them out, genocide the Jews, and erase Israel. They are not wanting or calling for a two-state solution anymore. They want a one-state solution, Palestine. There will be no more Israel if they get their way. And so um, how how is South Africa as a nation is going to be judged? Based upon how they treated Israel and the Jewish people during their time of tremendous catastrophe and and great trial during this war. The nations are going to be judged based upon how they have treated the Jews. And so let's make it more personal. You might have a grown adult son or daughter who has walked away from the faith, turned their back on Jesus, turned their back on Yeshua, and they're off in the world. And maybe they're experiencing a lot of success in the world. And maybe, you know, they've kind of forgotten you. You're not in their inner circle anymore because, you know, you love the Lord and they don't. And so, you know, you don't have a lot in common. So if you have a prodigal son or daughter, you don't stop loving them. 
you pray for them. Your heart is broken and you wish and pray that they will come back, that they will return to the father above. And, you know, the pro- the story of the prodigal son and the father, the father didn't go chasing after the prodigal son. He let him go. He waited. I'm sure his heart was broken and I'm sure he prayed much for his prodigal son. And then finally, the heart of the prodigal was broken and he was humbled and he repented and then he returned to the father. And so there is absolutely no excuse for any kind of anti-Semitism or Jew hatred in the Christian ranks. And any Christian churches that are silent concerning Israel and the Jewish people, especially at this time, are like the Lutheran church during World War II that looked the other way while the Jews were being rounded up and, and taken in trains off to the gas chambers. We must stand with Israel. We must not be silent until Jerusalem is a praise throughout all the earth. We must stand shoulder to shoulder with our Jewish brethren and love them, pray for them, support them. So I just strongly encourage every church, every leader, Bible study leader, pastor, minister, this is the time to stand with Israel. This is the time to be counted as a sheep nation, a sheep church, and not a goat nation or a goat church. We must stand strong with Israel at this time. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.